mind one thought at a time. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women series. Good evening, Akina. How are you doing tonight? Great, great. I am so excited for today's call, and I am looking forward to our guest tonight. Me too. You know, tonight is someone who is near and dear to my heart. Um, this person and I actually did a leadership course together. We both really just grew a, on an amazing journey together, really over the last 90 days, and it's an honor to have her on our show tonight. This person is a digital executive. She is a um, very successful entrepreneur, and she has a lot to teach us tonight. So um, when we were on our journey together, this person and I both really got connected to what it means to be partners. You know, on our Empowering Women series, we talk a lot about uplifting and being empowered and empowered and what that means. You know, but oftentimes women feel like they need to fight to get ahead. This person calls it woman-on-woman crime when we actually tear each other apart instead of lifting each other up. So tonight it's a privilege and honor to bring a friend of mine, Kristen Ellington, on the show tonight, and she can just discuss with us what she learned about building partnerships and how she grew a successful brand and a successful business. Welcome, Kristen, to the show. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Monica. Um, Akina, I am really excited to be here tonight. I am, uh, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. We, as women, I think we talk a lot about um, getting ahead in the world and how we can empower ourselves and how we can empower each other. But there's sort of another side to that where we fall into uh, these traps of of actually working against each other, and and a lot of times without even really realizing what we're doing, um, in our in our own quest to to achieve uh, results and to achieve success in this world. So I'm really excited to talk to both of you about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kristen, one of the reasons I think we get along so well and we had so much fun together is, you know, we are both the type of women, and we said this in the past, that we will just light the room on fire to get what it is we want. And we both really created a lot of extraordinary things. But before we became the empowered women we are today, I know we left a blaze behind. We left a trail of ashes. And oftentimes, unfortunately, that those were people in the past that, you know, so how is it that women be very successful, or actually how is it women get successful by empowering others? Well, you're right, and I think that, um, you know, I've been I've been working professionally for over 20 years, and I've had a lot of different experiences throughout that time. Um, I am definitely somebody who, who came from a, a background of um, encouragement, particularly from my father and you know, really sort of taught me to take no prisoners and to go out there into the world and to work really hard and be really successful and that that was really the most important thing. Um, and, I, and I think that I, in, in getting this, this education and encouragement from my father, which I honor him for and, and really feel that he treated me, you know, equally as, as a woman and uh, didn't, didn't have me hold myself back, but he also taught me how to be successful and how to compete as a man would be. And I think this is one of the things that we're just starting to figure out in terms of what it is to be a woman in the workforce, what it is to be a woman in the world, what it is to be powerful. Um, you know, the 
the legacy of of the feminist movement was really to leave us all with this feeling that we can do it all, we can have it all, and in fact, if we are to be feminists, we must do it all. So we must be successful at work, we must be successful at home, we must have families, we must have, you know, a great uh, social life, and look really great while we're doing it. And and that's a lot of pressure and, and almost impossible to achieve. Um, so so we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in terms of what we have to do. Um, and, and it sets up this environment where we become almost competitive. We become almost um, at all costs, I'm going to achieve these things. And, and that's where I think a lot of the challenges come in women in the workplace. So how do we work with each other? How do we work with men and how do we work with women and how do we make sure that we're lifting each other up and not tearing each other down in our own quest to succeed? Wow, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So why in, just tell us why you decided to call it Women on Women Crime. Well, okay. (laughs) So, um, I'm sure most of you out there have seen the very funny uh, cult classic Mean Girls. Um, and there's this really fantastic uh, scene in there where this is, takes place in a high school where all of the all of the girls are turning on each other and they're selling each other out and they're, you know, in this sort of animalistic jungle sort of experience to, to, to tear one another down so they can succeed. And... Uh, Tina Fey is the uh, the teacher there, and she brings them all into the gymnasium and, and sits down and talks to them. And she says, look, there's a lot of girl-on-girl crime going on in here, and, uh, you know, you all are, are doing these terrible things to each other, and let's, you know, let's kind of work it out and let's really figure out what's going on here. Um, so the reason why I call it woman-on-woman crime is that I think in many ways high school is just like life. It never really changes. And, um, you know, I, there are some women out there who potentially do this uh, with some intent, but I generally think that most women are really not even aware or cognizant of the effect that they have on other women when they're going out there and they're trying to be successful for themselves. Um, so that's that's why I, I, I kind of reference that movie and and really and um, you know talk about how what we're doing to one another mostly blindly is that we're we're stepping on each other in order to get to the top. And there's a lot of reasons why we do that because there's not a lot of room at the top. You know, we we sometimes feel like we're in a post-feminist era where we've achieved our goals, but the reality is that only 25 of the Fortune 500 companies have women as CEOs, and the vast vast majority of them don't even have women on the board of directors. So, you know, this idea of a glass ceiling or this idea of, you know, yes, women can be successful, but only a very small percentage of women is is a reality that we're dealing with. It's not it's, – it's the truth, you know, that, that we, we have to – you know, if there's only one spot at the top for a woman and we want that, that spot, then we're going to have to beat out all of the other women to get there. And I think that's what there is for us to look at as women is like, okay, well, how do we change that? reality that there's only one spot at the top, if any. How do we create the reality that, you know, women are, I think, what, 51% of the population? How do we create the reality where women are represented in the workforce in equal numbers to our representation out there in the real world? 
Yeah, I think you bring up an amazing point. And, you know, certainly, Kristen, we're not going to create that world if we're fighting with each other and we're we're constantly putting each other down. In fact, you know, in one of the most powerful things we can do is to own our problems. And, you know, it's easy for women to point to men and say, okay, you know what, it's a man's world and they've created this way and they're trying to isolate us. But we also get a power and a sense of responsibility when we acknowledge the fact that women are also contributing to the way that it is by constantly tearing each other apart. And if we focus on uplifting each other, there is a very real way, you know, we can change what is the current reality the same way women of the past did in the movements of the past. And, you know, if you look historically at the civil rights movement and the suffrage movements, you know, it was women who acknowledged the fact that they got to make a change. You know, we too can acknowledge that and we too can create that change in our time. You know, I think it really comes down to, and I know we've had this conversation before, actually you and I, Kristen, and we've had it on our show as well, is that abundance versus scarcity mentality. Like you said, you know, women perceive that there's only one spot at the top and that they have to get it, and they have to get it at other people's expense. But what that really is is that that's that scarcity mentality that's thinking that there's not enough to go around. And the truth is that there is enough for everyone to go around. You know, a lot of the women on our shows were entrepreneurs. I know, Kristen, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Keena's an entrepreneur. And we are all people who've said, hey, or women who've said, you know what, like there is enough, and we're going to we're gonna go out and we're going to empower other people. We're going to teach people how to be successful. And we've created our own top spots. You know, we're all CEOs in our own right because we've created our own brand. And and you, too, can be a CEO. You can be the CEO of your life, and you can be the CEO of a company. You know, you just need to go out and create it and claim it. But you're certainly not going to get there by tearing other people down. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things that's happened in the, the feminist movement is that the, the the historical rules, the cultural norms have been upended. And we haven't really figured out exactly what things look like at this point. So, um, you know, again, I, I mentioned earlier, some people say, oh, feminism is done, we're, we're, we're there, we're all good now. But we're still really figuring it out, and it's going to take some time to change those gender dynamics and change those gender roles. And, you know, like I also mentioned at the the top of the show is that, you know, for me and for many women of my generation, the role models that we saw out in the world were of of what it was like to be successful professionally were primarily men. So when we entered the workforce, we thought, well, we want to be successful, so we have to model our behaviors after men. And I think we all really get at this point in time that women and men – um, are not the same. We don't bring the same things to the table, which is what's so beautiful about the opportunity that we all have now to actually um, to work together and to, and to bring something new. But we still don't totally change that dynamic of what, it's, what it is for a woman to be successful. We're still basing our, 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 our barometers and our success factors on on what men do. And I think that's another reason why it's hard for women and why women tend to not appear as if they're supporting one another. So women go into the workforce, they model themselves after men, um, and they they try to be assertive and they try to be aggressive and they try to be, um, you know, very, very focused on the prize and getting things done and the results. 
But the reality is, is that women who behave that way are disliked because for men, you know, you know, being, being those things and being successful in that way makes you likable. It's positively correlated. Whereas for women, women, it's more important for them socially and society and society for them to be, to be nice and to focus on, um, feelings and emotions than it is for them to focus on the metrics that that men hold up for success, right? And and this is all proven. This is not my this is not my personal theory. I mean, this is this is really borne out and and talked about a lot. You know, Sheryl Sandberg talks about this all the time. So so as we're going out there in the world and as we're looking to be successful, we're modeling ourselves in terms of ways that men are successful, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work because we're, we're then not um, given the the rewards for that behavior, men in particular don't like it, but women don't like it either. So when a woman is in the workplace and she's she's out there being you know assertive and, and doing her thing, other women feel that you know inherently that there there there's an aggression there and there's an assertiveness and there's a competitiveness. So I think it's a multifaceted problem that we need to solve. I think that we need we need to change the values that our society places on the things that women bring to the table in the workforce. We need to create new models of success. We need to create new models of um, uh, what it looks like to to climb the the ladder of success. And we need to create it in a way that we are being rewarded for bringing our our feminine qualities, our feminine traits to the table, which include focusing on feelings, it includes focusing on being nurturing, and, of course, include being successful and results-driven as well. So I think that that's another part of the equation that we as a society need to really focus on. I agree. I agree. So when you are counseling uh, with your clients, what is the first step that you would uh, tell them to do in this uh, scenario? Well, that's a great question, and I, I wish that I had all the answers. I, I think I have some ideas. I don't know that I have all the answers. I think that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a little anecdote of, of my, my personal experience. So what, as, a, as a manager, I've always been very um, um, insistent on, on really nurturing and bringing in a lot of women into my company. And I've always felt that it was a really important thing to to nurture and mentor those women. And, you know, of course, in the workforce, you, you have both, both men and women working for you. But I found that over the years that um, I, I realized that my way of mentoring women was actually to be kind of all over them and really strongly guiding them in their careers, or at least that's what I thought I was doing. I thought that I was helping them out by, you know, constantly giving them feedback and constantly talking to them and, you know, well, here's what you could do and here's what you can do better and here's another idea for you to go and and be more successful. And what I didn't really realize is that I was putting so much pressure on the women in my company to be successful and to succeed, and I wasn't really doing that with the men. With the men, I was kind of letting them do their thing and just like, okay, whatever, you know, you're you're doing fine. I'm not going to really bother talking to you, but, but, you know, you guy over there, but you woman over here, like, I really want to bear down on you and make sure that you're, you know, getting everything right and being really, you know, perfectly perfect at your job. 
And I realized, uh, actually somebody said it to me one day at the office, and it was, it was the most shocking thing I've ever heard, that I realized that people actually thought that I didn't like women because they thought that I was really hard on women. Um, and they thought that I preferred men and gave them preference because I, I wasn't very hard on them and I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, correcting their work or giving them feedback on their work. Um, and that was a really shocking moment where I, I, I had this realization that throughout my career, many women who worked at me thought that I was being unfair and I was unfairly punishing women and, and being harder on them and making them work harder than I did with the men in the company. Um, and that actually might have been true that I was making them work harder, but my motivation was so they could be successful. My motivation was that so they could succeed in what is still a fairly male-dominated world. Um, but the message didn't come across, and it was it was a heartbreaking moment for me to realize, wow, I can't believe, you know, I consider myself a feminist and I consider myself a person who uplo- you know uplifts women and supports women and creates partnerships with women. But that was the exact opposite um, effect that I was having in terms of what the perception was out there. Um, so I, I'm glad that that coworker called me out, and I'm glad that I was able to see what was going on, um, and 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 then to to be able to bring a different a different version of myself to that conversation with women, and to allow them to be who they are, and allow them to make mistakes, and allow them to not be perfect, and and. Also, by um, to, to do the same for myself and to say, you know what, just because I'm a woman in the workforce and I'm sitting in a conference room with a bunch of men doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. These men aren't sitting here thinking they have to be perfect, so why do I have to be perfect and why do the other women that have to work for me be perfect? We just have to work hard. We have to do a great job, and we have to be passionate, and we have to support one another. And we're plenty capable of doing a great job and um, we don't have to do a perfect job to do a great job so I guess to answer your question that would really be the first thing I would say is that um, you know support each other expect a lot of each other but don't expect perfection don't expect women to be better than men don't expect women to work harder than men (laughs) and um, you know really focus on what each individual person can do and do well and and treat them, you know, and honor them for that and, and uh, nurture the things that they might need some help on, but don't, don't spend all your time focusing on that. You know, Kristen, I think it's really great that we brought you on the show. Now, I myself actually come from a background, both in my profession, uh, my full-time profession, it's actually women-dominated. There's very few men who work for my company, and in fact, We've actually wanted to try to hire men. It's very hard to find men who do what I do. And additionally, as a network marketer, it's also predominantly a field that's dominated by women. You know, most of the people who I mentor with and who I've seen be very successful are all women. So it's an interesting perspective. You know, from my perspective, I never considered this a man's world anymore, and I don't consider it a man's world anymore. But I know there's a lot of people who are listening in who are really you know, listening to what you're saying, and it's really resonating for them that they're in corporate America, that they are, you know, feeling like they're living in this man's world. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, you brought this voice to this show. You know, for those women who are in, the, you know, corporate America, especially for women who might just be starting off in their careers, what advice could you give them on how to be successful like you've clearly been without tearing apart other women? 
if you could just give them a few tips and strategies, not from the manager's perspective, but from the you know perspective of a fresh executive new to this, new to the field and new to this uh, you know seemingly man male dominated society. Okay. Well, I think that first and foremost, and and I do, I, I would start out by saying that I think I think there are some differences in the, the the newer and younger generation coming into the workforce. I think that both in the male and female perspectives, I think that there's a a little more openness and a little more um, dare I say equality um, than than maybe um, my generation. But I, I think that I would really encourage women to. Um, Number one, to just be authentically themselves and to not feel like they have to look or act a certain way to be successful. I think number two, I would really um, encourage women to um, seek out both male and female uh, mentors and champions and coaches and to work with them to have them support them in their career. Um, I, I think that women can be amazing, amazing mentors to, to young women, but we can't do it without men. I mean, this, this, is, this is not about um, a gender war here. This is about how do we redefine um, the world and how do we redefine working with one another on both sides of the table. So definitely, definitely, you know, be who you are, Definitely seek out mentors and champions of, of both genders and really define a path for yourself and a path that makes sense for you. Um, don't feel like you have to be a superwoman. Don't feel like you have to be the you know, number one perfect in every aspect and area of your life. Decide who you want to be and go for it. If you want to be a career woman, go for it. If you want to be a mom, go for it. If you want to be married or if you want to be single or if you want to be a CEO or if you just want to be a, a creative or a marketer or whatever, be who you want to be. I think also um, I would say to women to always, always, always leave everybody that you work with and every place that you work with better than you found it. Um, I would definitely, definitely encourage, because you will have challenges in your career and you will have things that don't work out and you will get fired and you will quit and you will get laid off and you will get promoted as well and good things will happen. But there are going to be a lot of ups and downs along the way. So the most important thing is to um, be true to yourself but also never, never, never leave anybody else in a bad place when you leave them. That would be my advice. That is and that's wonderful fantastic advice. advice. Yes. Um, I, on the other hand, was the opposite. I, Ever since I have worked, since I was 16, I've worked with men. And now I, in my uh, current profession, I am the only female on the team, and and it's been that way pretty much uh, most of my working career. I just seem to, my personality seems to work better with men. And what is your <laughs> advice to... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, and, and I'm working on that. That's a work in progress. <laughs> but what do you... Uh, what do you say to uh, your clients who 
are saying, you know, they tend to work better with men, but they want to start showing a more softer side or want to communicate uh, better with women on the job. What would you, what advice would you have for them? Hmm. Interesting question. Um, So I work in the tech industry, which is very dominated by men, but a lot of my clients are in the um, entertainment, kids and family space. And there's there's definitely a lot of women, um, and it's very corporate. Um, I think that you know, I chuckled when you said that because, you know, I I absolutely love women and I absolutely care so much about empowering women. But I I tend to to work better with men as well, and it's really frustrating to me. I I don't I I I feel badly about it, and and I feel that you know, gosh, what's wrong with me that I have you know issues working with women, or that I get into it with women, and. It's why I care so much about this topic and why I spend a lot of time thinking about it and reading about it and talking with people about it. Um, I think that, um, you know, I think on some level women are not trusting of one another in the workplace. I think that on some level there there really just is this competitiveness going on, and that's why I say that, this is a challenge for both men and women to solve because we we need to create a workspace where we're not feeling competitive with one another, where we're not trying to outdo one another and um, impress the men. I think men don't really really think about this stuff generally because men don't 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 you know I, I think that women are just kind of far more complex in, in how they approach things. They they bring a lot of, I hope that doesn't sound sexist, but I think that women bring a lot of things to the table when they come to a working situation. And I think men are just pretty simple. They're there to, not simple in a stupid way, but they're, okay, I'm here to work and I'm not here to worry about what other people think and what other people are doing. I'm just going to do my job and everything's going to be fine. You know, whereas women don't feel that level of confidence. Women don't feel that level of, oh, you know, I'm good at my job and all I have to do is do my job and everything's going to be fine. Um, You know, there's actually a really amazing book that I would recommend called The Confidence Code. Um, And it's really about how women can be in the workplace and bring a more confident, self-assured version of themselves. And when when women are able to bring that to the workplace and to feel confident and not feel like they're fighting for everything they have, then there is that space for abundance, to Jessica's point earlier. There is the space for everybody to win. But when there's this feeling of, i got to fight to survive, then there is no abundance and there is competition and there is a, a need to to fight to get yours. Um, and and it, it is definitely true that this is much more of a phenomenon with women than it is with men in the workplace. So something and, and that... You know, I really think that you bring up this great point. And, you know, we're right about at that time where we have to close our show up. But I think, you know, um, the kind of part in, with our audience... I think kind of what we the conclusion we've come to is it really is just a choice. It's a choice in how you view the situation. It's a choice in how you choose to act in the situation. And it's really just a choice, like you said, do you want to 
um, create abundance? Do you want to create room for everyone to be successful? And, you know, like we said in the very beginning is when you create partnerships, everybody wins. And as, as, as women, it is our responsibility, our duty, but really also the, our privilege and our honor to be able to create um, other empowered women. It really comes with what it means to be empowered. So if there's any kind of one last thought you can leave our audience with, um, what would that be? Well, I think that would be to love and honor yourself, to love and honor other people, particularly to focus on having great um, uh, partnerships with with women in, in all aspects of life, and to not be afraid to talk about it, and to not be afraid to admit that there are challenges, and to admit that there's work that needs to be done, and that we need one another to lift one another up. Absolutely. I mean, that's just some absolutely great advice. And Kristen, if anyone was touched by what you said today, is there a way that they could reach you? Uh, yes, there is. Um, you can get me on LinkedIn, uh, Kristen Ellington, and you can also uh, find me at my website, which is mindtheboldness.com. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Akita, is there anything you want to add before we close our show tonight? Uh, yes. If you enjoyed Christian's show tonight, uh, please find us, of course, on Changing Minds Online. We're also on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being on our show tonight. It was certainly a privilege to have you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Great talking with you both. Absolutely. And, you know, we always like to end our call by thanking our listeners. You know, we love you. Without you, we, could not, we, couldn't, we wouldn't be doing this, but um, you make this possible for us. So God bless everyone. Have a great day. Um, good evening, Akina. Good evening, Jessica, and good evening, everyone.